Laura Eisenhower is the great-granddaughter of President Dwight David Eisenhower. She's a global alchemist, researcher, and intuitive astrologist. She's an international acclaimed speaker who speaks on health, exopolitics, alchemy, metaphysics, and galactic history. Welcome, Laura Eisenhower, to the Cosmic Goodie Bag here on Dash Talk X Radio. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. We have so much to cover. Your experience is so vast that trying to figure out what to talk about with you was just like, oh my God. It's an encyclopedia. So let's start with your great grand. I mean, let's start with your grandfather. So your great grandfather, Eisenhower, what is your favorite memory with him? Do you have memories? I didn't actually get to meet him. I knew Mamie up until I was about four or five years old. He passed away before I was born. But it was interesting because when I was a little kid, I felt his presence. Mm. And I was just trying to figure out who is this? Uh, Like I understood it was a family member. But when I understood that he was a historical person that people um, were aware of. Then I really wanted to, you know, understand first off, how did I end up in this family? And <laughs> what, what, what is he all about? And yeah, so we kind of worked together um, since I was a child. And it's not like that happens a lot with me, but he was definitely a strong person that showed up in my life. Yeah. Did he show up like a spirit? Did you see him? Did, did he give you answers to stuff or how did it manifest? Well, sometimes I, wondered if I was just conjuring him up, you know, as I was maybe getting more familiar with him. But again, I was so young and I, I, I just can't remember which happened first. I saw him in his military attire wow. and just knew that he had sort of this uh, family kind of presence, like a love sort of family member kind of connection of, I think he was sort of like, I, I got to be here for you because <laughs> you're going to have quite a path and wow. it exposed stuff that nobody else in this family is able to expose. Like he just was really, I think, helping to prepare me. How many brothers and sisters do you have? I have two sisters. Okay. So did anybody else get, like, the no, gift? No, I mean, I think they're still, you know, close. I mean, there's definitely a lot about him that is connected to family, and he's talked uh, a lot about it in the past, just how important family is to him. And um, But I think I was just maybe able to see it a little bit more, or I was getting a lot of downloads about this particular window period we're in mm-hmm. and, and what – role that I might play to just help us to, you know, understand what these times are about and what we're made of. And because I was dealing with something in 2006 that involved a hidden uh, Mars program or Mars agenda connected to secret space programs, I think he was aware that that was going to end up catching up with me. And there was some sort of attention on me, some sort of targeting. And I think uh, he just really wanted to make his presence known because there was this whole extraterrestrial aspect to his administration and all these um, contact experiences that we hear about now and the warning about the military industrial complex being way vaster and bigger than, you know, we can imagine. And so the Mars in his speech, right? Yeah. We annually spend on military security alone more than the net income of all United States corporation corporations. Now this conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That was his main message, right? Yeah, the warning. The warning of the the industrial complex. Yeah, and this rise of misplaced power and how we have to be a knowledgeable citizenry. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. 
akin to and largely responsible for the sweeping changes in our industrial military posture, has been the technological revolution during recent decades. A steadily increasing share is conducted for, by, or at the direction of the federal government. Today, the solitary inventor, tinkering in his shop, has been overshadowed by task forces of scientists in laboratories and testing fields. And so the Mars stuff started to show up in his administration, you know, something called Alternative 3. Oh, and it started showing up back then. Yeah. Yeah, so that's when it just kind of all began when wow. these supposed extraterrestrials were contacting the government to try and steer us onto that timeline, uh, presenting yeah. it as a really important thing for us to do. But since Project Paperclip, there's been a massive infiltration. And so a part of my preparation was to like dig real deep and understand that so that I wouldn't be easily tricked into going to Mars because I was recruited in 2006. <gasps> I know it's kind of starting <laughs> off with a big bang, like what? <laughs> so you were recruited... And it was it was Mars One, correct? That's the company. No, it didn't really have a company name. It was through a partner. Okay. And it was based in you know technologies like looking glass technologies to locate me, to locate him, and to tell sort me of, what looking glass technology means because that was one of my questions. I yeah, it's a quantum access technology that's able to look into the past and look into the future. What? Yeah, and it actually can manipulate timelines because they get a certain about, amount of information that they can use to. Um, kind of control things. So pretty much Wait, any technology that, can be used in a good way or a not so good way. How does that break down though? Like what does that look like? Well, they're based on Sumerian cylinder seals supposedly. Okay. And what does it look like? I've never seen it. I've never, wow. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I still have it in emails that they're like, okay, mentioning things like Orion's Cube and looking glass technologies. There's certain people that are connected to him that are trying to help me understand what's going on mm -hmm. who aren't so invested that are kind of like in the in-between. Okay. Um, because there's a lot of well-intentioned people that are being played and there's a lot that know exactly what's going on in this particular group my partner was associated with called the aviary. Okay. And so he was a part of that. He met me and I kind of hit it off with him. I had a familiarity with him and that was part of the looking glass technology manipulation was to find some sort of connection. Like how can we put two people that already have an affinity with each other based in maybe past lives and and they wanted to use him as bait to steer me in. So so did he know that though? Like, did he know that when he was being used, or he was being groomed to think that this was uh, for the benefit of humanity, and that okay. it was a mission that he was sent on that involved uh, bringing me in, but not necessarily falling in love. But that's what he told, um, or that's what they told him. So, but then I found out there was part of the plan was was exactly that. So, but this has nothing to do with Mars One because I looked up online and Mars One is actually looks like it's still happening. Yeah, so that's like, a little bit different. Yeah, like they're grooming. Or, so it's totally different, you're saying. Okay. Yeah, this is connected to something called ARCS, A-R-C, and they were going to put us in these to take us to Mars by the time 2012 hit. Okay. That was the target date. And we were, I guess, going to be permanent colonists. It could be associated because, I mean, there's a lot of compartmentalism. I think there's a lot of different levels to these Mars agendas. Right. Um, I mean, there's Project Pegasus with Andrew Bishago, mm -hmm. uh, people that have teleported to Mars, did the 20 and back in the secret space programs. And I know it's a lot for people to wrap their heads around. So I'm kind of in the mindset that I don't quite have it all figured out as far as mm -hmm. what I was being led into. Um, but what happened where you were, where you woke up one day and you were like, this is not good. <laughs> well, I always knew from a child, you know, especially when Eisenhower was sort of visiting me and I had sort of 
other beings just kind of like prepping me for something, but I wasn't really seeing like souls that have transitioned, but I was sort of getting um, a little bit of a, some dreams about some, you know, higher groups that were, you know, sort of preparing me. And um, so you're having ET dreams. Yeah, but not many. I mean, not that I remember. It was just sort of like, stay close to your truth, no matter what, and don't go anywhere. Um, Don't, don't be taken. Uh, um, so you and had that in a dream. That's so I had that in a dream. Scary. How old were you? No, I was like really young. And it wasn't scary because they seemed like really luminous and they showed me these viewfinders to look at timelines. And I was sort of like, what? okay. Yeah. And I'm like, Wait, just a little kid. Timelines through viewfinders? If you've, you know, the viewfinders when you're a kid, they're oh like the Fisher Price. God, yes. It was actually looked like that. It's so like, so I think it was trying to appeal to me as a kid. Yeah. The little chick chick yeah, you know, from like the a, 70s. Yes. Oh my God. And so they're showing me these timelines and like, this is what might happen if you do this and you need to stay with this. And I was like, well, of course, I mean, I'm all about mother earth and Gaia. But wow. so when the recruitment happened, I had a natural affinity with the person that, you know, met up with me at this, you know, gathering I went to, cause I noticed that there was some sort of attention on me. I couldn't create anything. And then I went to a clairvoyant Institute and they said, these are, these are weapons, you know, they're using weapons to try and steer you and they were trying Wait, to, the weapon is what? what psychotronic what? weapons, invisible weaponry, like control mechanisms to try and get somebody to do something. And I was like refusing it and refusing it. But finally, wait, and wait, 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 how does that work? Because that was actually one of my questions for you as well. Psychotronic weaponry. How does it work? Well, it's sort of like when we look at things like 5G or cell towers or things coming out of our phones. Um, and possible implants that can be put in people. There's sort of a, uh, direct like beam that can go to a person and try and control them. Right. And I was feeling it, but like, who do you say that to without sounding like you're how old were you when it first happened? Well, they said that it, it's been a lifelong thing. And I always felt this really? attention on me. Yeah. They said, well, some have said like Andrew Bashaga from project Pegasus that I was targeted before birth, not like a super soldier or somebody that's been like my labbed, but that they just had this intention to get me off planet. Okay. But I wasn't in any of these projects. Why you? I think it had to do with the bloodline because this was established in his administration and I had already put out a lot of information and I was very like aware of my mission since right. I was a kid. And I was already kind of writing about everything connected mm. with it before I was a public person, you know, since I was a teenager. So you obviously do you buy into the idea that you made this plan before you got here, that you chose to come to earth kind of thing. I must have. I mean, what, <laughs> just, I don't, I mean, it's just sort of like the first, the, the first weird thing is how did I end up in this family? Next thing you know, it's like, okay, slow down. I'm just trying to play at the, you know, park with my friends um, <laughs> and just trying to be like a kid. And it was overwhelming and yeah. there's nothing, I couldn't talk to anybody about it. Um, so there was this whole kind of like attention to direct me onto a timeline I didn't want to be on. I felt that attention on me throughout my life. Um, when I went to, just work with, you know, very psychic clairvoyant people. They pointed it out and I was like, okay, well that's starting to make sense. Cause I'm like, I just thought like I had a lot of inner wow. work to do. Like something's really wrong with me. What am I doing wrong? And so they made that kind of clear. But then when I actually met the man that they set me up with through this particular group connected to actually MJ 12 and shadow government type stuff and secret space programs, they put this person on me that they knew I had an affinity with. Wow. And so of course I fell in love with him. We got married. I moved to North Carolina. They, the whole Mars thing sort of fell away while we were sort of having our chemistry and little love thing. And, and then and I'm just back. Yeah. I came back after we were together. <laughs> Cause I'm just thinking, yeah, you know, he wants to go to Mars. This is something for later. You know, 
We went to the moon for later. Yeah. And I I had a honeymoon on Mars. Yeah. And I'm like, I could say no. And um, I can convince him to stay on earth because, you know, this is just something that he wants to do. And I just happened to be his partner and what you know, maybe funny, like, like marital problem or partner problem. Oh, I know. And it was, I'm like, I can't believe I'm like, <laughs> and the people in the aviary, the group that he was connected with go by code bird names like penguin, oh, owl. Of course they do. And so you feel like you're in a Batman movie. You're right. just like, what? It's like that Tom, what is it? The Tom Cruise book of the firm, but like times 10. <laughs> yeah. So like every day I'm like, when are the movie credits going to come up and when is this going to end? Um, so I was just trying to sort it out. And the oh group that he was working with, they mostly had cover occupations like physicists and military men and, you know, um, scientists. And uh, these are and people coming over to dinner, just like. Yeah. Hi. Well, I, I didn't meet them. They only put him okay. on me. Right. I went to one gathering with one of them. And uh, so they all gathered together and trying to sort out the UFO kind of thing. But what I was getting from him is that he had been my lab. He was getting. Uh, what does that mean for people who don't know? Sorry, sorry. Yes. Military abduction. So there's a military component to try and control things. And um, so when I met him and I know it's a very complicated story, but when I met him, we just started dating and he was going to these secret meetings. He was telling me about like, eventually we'll go to Mars. I'm like, great. But like maybe I can convince him to stay on Earth. The whole thing kind of like got blown off, and I just thought it was. But he's like, you can't tell anybody, and I started to realize that this is like really, really hush hush. This isn't some sort of thing that the public's going to know about. Right, right. And then he had a handler, and then he would get phone calls and disappear for days and not remember. And I'm like, okay, this isn't. And then I started to really research the names that he was connected with and traced it back to some things that they thought they completely wiped off the internet because they tried to destroy all evidence of the things that they had connected with in the past. So how did this whole thing blow up? Well, it took about two weeks to figure out that this was definitely not a positive thing and I couldn't really talk to them directly. But I had a dream um, after I'd moved and after him and I um, got together. Raleigh. Okay. Yeah, I used to live in Asheville too. I'd been kind of... What year were you in Asheville? Uh, 2001. Me too. Really? I went to the yeah. natural healing school at the oh, wow. right downtown. So weird. Yeah. So I had a dream, which was crazy, that I was actually swimming in the ocean, totally dark, and I could feel it like the cold of the ocean. And this UFO comes over. And I'm not one of those super contacty people that see UFOs all the time, like some. Right. But anyway, this is like dream time. And this UFO comes and it drops chains from the sky oh, and it wow. and it lands in the water. And it's, and it's just like, you know, kind of grab on. And I get taken into the ship. And I see all these sort of um, agents wearing black with like, you know, a headphone thing and this voice from the sky. I love the dreams that I have where there's a voice from the sky. I'm like, thank you, voice from the sky. Help me here. What am I doing? <laughs> and the voice from the sky says, you have a choice. You can either go with these guys. They're not going to um, necessarily hurt you, but they're going to control you. And what they're telling you isn't quite, you know. And this is when, you know, I'm just married and the whole Mars thing is kind of falling away. And I'm just in a little fairyland, like fairy tale, like not really paying, I mean, starting to pay attention, doing my research. But then I'm like, no, I can't. And I was totally in love with this guy. I'm like, no, I can't. So I fell out of the ship. I landed back in the water and I'm like, well, he's not going to come with me. And I was devastated. So I was like, no, 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 wait. And all of a sudden like thunder and lightning and the clouds came and, and I tried to jump back in or up into the ship to get him and and there was no way I could because I made my choice. And I look around and all these planets started doing this crazy thing and this light filled the sky and I swam to the shore and I sat on the shore and this light and just this really amazing energy and and, and it was like, you made the right choice, right? But then I wake up and he's laying next to me Ah, and I'm like, I'm like, hi. This is a great horror movie, by the way. Yeah, so, but but I'm like, I just had the craziest dream. (laughs) I'm like, how do I tell him this? You told him? I did. And he's like, you shouldn't have told me that. And then everything went berserk. (gasps) 
everything fell apart from there because he knew I wasn't going to go. And um, so he, do you think, was he tied in? Like he, he was in with these guys and knew that they were trying to get you to go? Well, he was, it, it definitely seemed like this was. He was sold on it. It seemed like he was being, um, there was some sort of trauma going on or some sort of mind control going on because yeah. when he had calls and would disappear and not really remember, he would also tell me stuff and then almost right. act like he didn't say anything. So my lab, for people who don't know, when someone is abducted by the government, what does that look like? Okay, so like a military abduction would be, you might have an experience with greys. They might not be actual aliens. Um, some are legitimate extraterrestrials, I think. Um, I have a lot of clients that, you know, I've, I've seen both sides. So a military abduction sometimes wipes the memory of a real contact experience with okay. a real benevolent group, and they want to take control and use that person that might have a lot of abilities, like might be a star seed or whatever you want to call it. And so they begin to recruit these types into their program. We see that with um, people in secret space programs. And, um, like Corey Good kind of stuff. Yeah. So he, um, I don't quite know what project that would be. I mean, he was associated with this particular group. But what I was getting that he was, he was getting or, or experiencing telepathic messages about needing to go to Mars. And this group was working with him. Uh, and what I started to figure out was they're sort of acting like he's coming up with this and pulling them in. I'm like, they're behind all of this. And, and I started to say, this is artificial telepathy. These aren't actual legitimate extraterrestrials. This isn't legitimate at all. My intuition was actually really oh, working. So his contact was artificial. That's what I was picking up on. So it's my lab that's. Military. Trying to create something to make him feel that he's doing something based on what he called the patrons, giving ah. him information about going to Mars. Whoa. And so I was telling him when I f just was really figuring out what was going on after all this research, I'm like, they're trying to turn you into like, you're not even remembering stuff. And, um, and I don't think this is legit. And actually just to jump ahead four years later, after I got out of the whole thing, which was not easy to do, um, somebody yeah. came out with a website and, and associated the aviary with psychotron and weaponry, my labs, gang stalking, and artificial telepathy. And gang I was like, stalking. yeah, cause I was like, phew, because you know, every once in a while I'm like, what if I'm totally off here? But I just, there's something not right about this. It doesn't wow. feel authentic. So I felt like they were really being played. One of the main members of the aviary is one of the most well-known UFO disinfo agents out there. And I don't know if I should name names, but um, anyway, I'll just leave it at that. So I tried to tell him, I tried to convince him, like, you got to get away from these people. And he's just like, he had been like propped Scientology. up to be, yeah, well, he had been propped up to be sort of this hero. So there's no way he was going to walk away. So what do I do? I do all oh, the, cause the hero is you're saving earth. He's saving earth. He's protect, you know, this is all for my protection. Oh, We're going to take wow. you to Mars. So basically you don't come back. Yeah. Earth. It was permanent colonists. And I'm like, what am I going to do with my kids on Mars? It's like, no. I mean, what did you tell your kids? They well, they were really young at the time. They saw okay. everything going on. They were probably eight years old, so I couldn't tell them too much. But um, so they basically, did, they didn't think they were going. They no, had you were just like, I'll make this decision. I mean, yeah. Later. And, and it, it was like, you know, this is for your protection in the event of catastrophes and cataclysms that we go. And I'm like, well, it makes sense to protect the human genome. But based on my research, it's like these space programs have been infiltrated. This technology is not being used in the way it should be used. And it's keeping humanity in the dark. And um, if we're going to go to Mars, it shouldn't be something that people are putting their tax dollars into, into these black operations that um, right. we as a humanity aren't aware of. That's yeah. not fair. And so, of course, my the justice part of me is just like, ah, no. Wow. And, uh, and I really just, 
I, I didn't feel any fear. It's just like something took over and I'm like, I'm getting out of here and I'm getting away from this. So he told me, he had to, actually when he told me, he had to undo the cell phone batteries and shut off all electronics. And he told me, he said, actually you were a mission. When I met you, it wasn't just that you and I hit it off. Um, they sent me to pull you in. Wow. And he, and I said, well, I'm not going. And I was really adamant. I'm like, I'm not going. And I've known this whole time. And I, he, he knew about the dream too. And I knew, I mean, like I said, since I was a kid, it's like, I'm staying on earth. I have a mission on earth. But he said, you know, they're going to take you anyway. You have no choice. So I had to flee with my kids. Oh my God. People started getting killed. It got really bad. You got so killed? Well, he said that. He's like, you have no idea the trouble you're creating. And I'm like, I'm getting out of this. I have to get out of this. You know, I've oh got my, my babies. God. You know, I'm like an eagle on a nest. Like, you're not like going to bite your head off if you even try and compromise us. And so, yeah, I got out of it. And when I started to become public, um, cause my phone was always clicking. I started to tell a friend of mine, like exactly what was going on, um, who was, they were attempting to bring in too. And, uh, then when I got public, I felt a lot more protected. That's when they were like, they backed off, Oh wow! but they've been nailing me with some weaponry. I mean, the thing is like, some people might think, oh yeah, it's in your imagination. I used to think it was, and, or it was just me and I had inner work to do, which I always do. We all do, but there was definitely like, it was really affecting my nervous system. So my mission is really to help people to understand what this ascension window is all about things about our galactic history that we haven't been taught in school um really what junk dna is and what it represents and when we start to switch it on what it's going to do for us and the planet and how the earth grids are linked with that and how there's way more than our seven chakras and it goes into um, the multi-dimensional reality the multi-dimensional creation that takes us all the way into our avatar consciousness which is actually um, a harmonic universe connected to lyra where life was seeded um, and then into the founder races, the guardians and the zero point unified field. And so a lot of this stuff was being downloaded to me as a kid. And I'm just like, wow, like what? So I was trying to write it down and write it down. It had a lot to do with the Christ Sophia template, the masculine and feminine. Right. So I got into all these mythologies and just everything about the history of the mother and, and how that energy morphed into the physical planet when we dropped into this lower harmonic universe and how after the root races and all these cataclysms that energy was that mother energy had to, wasn't able to be here and had what happened to so when you say let's just back up for a second so when you say the cataclysms that happened so for people who don't know atlantis yeah. lemuria yeah. these are times that happen on earth where we were actually ascended and we were in a higher dimension and we fell or we yeah. there was a cataclysm and then you're saying that the mother energy left and now it's coming back. Yeah, it's it's way it's it's so much to just do in a little interview. But the first explosions and cataclysms actually happened in the Lyra system. It was the Lyran Wars that stepped down stepped down to the Orion Wars. In the harmonic universe of Tara, there was a planet Tiamat that exploded. That was the original Atlantis Lemuria. And it was the balance of the masculine and feminine, just like so Tiamat Earth and Apsu. Tiamat before it was Earth. Right. And and Tara, the harmonic universe, um, the Tiamat was like a part of that. It was another like sister planet. And, and so there was an explosion. Just I'm trying to, I know. Oh, that, totally. So there's an explosion and part of Tiamat came off and became Earth? Became um, Earth, Maldek, and a portion also like is connected to the artificial moon. Not all of it, I, I feel not all of it is artificial though. So the Saturn moon matrix. I ask you about that. Yeah, so we'll get into that a little bit. But um, yeah, so lots of history, lots of wars. You know, we're dealing with hybridization, manipulation of incarnate consciousness, and the veiling of the humans that were seeded from true zero point source energy. What as is the, zero point? It's the unified field. It's actually like a neutron window that connects to Andromeda. And when we kind of fell into this 
situation, Andromeda and Milky Way galactic cores began to separate. And we've been in this sort of fallen system, and we only really relate to our seven chakras. But in this ascension window period, those galactic cores are becoming one again. And it actually is part of our chakra system and part of our DNA upgrades and actually part of the stargates on Earth. So it's all happening kind of simultaneously because we're in this huge energetic sort of body with the Earth part of it being like our body with all these different levels. And it's, it's in, really intense. It's just What's in junk DNA? Okay, so... Um, so we'll just for everybody... So in school, we were taught that they know what 3% of our DNA is and the 97 other percent is just useless, is, is right? It's called junk, just for people, I mean, yeah. to remember that. And so what is, so you're, so we're now figuring out what's in the junk DNA. Right. So, okay. So when we are in higher harmonic universes, like our DNA is 12 strand and beyond. Mm -hmm. So each three, each, each three strands connect with the harmonic universe. So the first three is the personality matrix. Four, five, and six is soul. Um, seven, eight, and nine is monad. 10, 11, 12 is universal matrix, avatar consciousness. And beyond that is like the Trinity and the founder races. So that's our our architecture, right? So that, that like, is can you the, repeat that for people? Well, we see the double helix. See the double helix. Okay. But then there's like this other thing going on that that is, is hard to, you know, wrap our heads around. But if we look at the fullness of the 12-strand DNA that goes beyond the 12-strand DNA, it's really the 12-sphere the model of the tree of life. Okay. So when we fell into duality, the symbolicness of it is the tree of knowledge, which is actually our compromised DNA. We moved into duality. That duality and that imbalance is part of that junk DNA. But the thing is, so, okay, so there's exploded planets, there's wars. When Tara and Tiamat exploded, we sank into this lower harmonic universe. It changed everything. It changed the whole nature of our DNA. We went from like tree of life, manipulation, manipulation, manip manipulation into this um, sort of third density embodiment um, based on two to three strands of DNA and us mostly functioning in our lower chakras. Even though we can go beyond our lower chakras, the way that the society and culture and the world and these power structures are set up is to keep us kind of locked into our lower three chakras where right. we're, you know, everything is about survival. Are we going to be able to feed ourselves? Are we going to be able to, you know, how do we find power and, and how do we make money? How do we tend to ourselves? And what do we do with the emotionality of the way we're reacting to the world around us? Um, did, did, this, did the DNA switch off? How does that work? Okay, so when we sank down into this lower harmonic universe, seven root races were created. Um, each carrying different strands of DNA. The whole idea is that we unify and share those strands to rebuild our architecture again. Okay. So when we collapse down into this lower density, we lost our full 12-strand capacity. And the whole idea was, okay, these seven root races, each carrying a different level of DNA expression, we would all come together. Mm -hmm. Now, because we started to get amnesia Okay, we had the electrical wars, we had the Lumerian Holocaust, we had the Atlantean cataclysms. What's we had the Holocaust? The, just wiping out as many Lumerians as possible, and it went in different stages. Um, and who is wiping them out? Well, we, okay, right, exactly. Who are they? So when we look at the Lion Wars and the original wars that took place, the reptilian energy, the Draco reptilian energy, sort of came in, and they're sort of the aggressors. Um, and they actually eventually joined an alliance with uh, sort of the fallen angelics mm -hmm. that are also can be considered extraterrestrial. And when they started to really pull together, we see things like artificial intelligence. We see things like dark technologies being put in the earth to mess up the grids. So, okay, so these wars are really old. <laughs> 
But you're talking about like millions and millions. Oh yeah, years. we're t starting at Lyra, right? So we're in a free will universe. This is why service to self, service to others. We start to um, experience what it means to have an ego and an identity, and it can choose service to self, service to others. This is our free will. What are we going to decide? So that's the main choice in a free will. Yeah, exactly. Service to self or service to others, and we're in a massive service to self situation. Right, and we have to understand service to others doesn't mean you negate yourself, but it's like you're either into community and unity and having each other's back and trying to help advance each other or it's about feeding and siphoning life force and being somewhat vampiric. So um, these wars that, I mean, it was basically a war between the service to self to service to others. So they would attack those that were much more loving and peaceful. And uh, so it kept creating these fallen systems that kept stepping down in density till we eventually fell into this one. We're in third. Right, but the mother energy, when that happened, morphed into the physical planet with a 13 dimensional monadic core which is connected to the founder races in the Trinity, which is why this is called Mother Earth. But uh -huh. when we sank down to this lower density, there was a different Atlantis and Lemuria than the one in Tara, but it was root race. It was a root race. So we what had- What do you mean by root race? Okay, so there's Polaris, there's Hyperborea, there's Lemuria, there's Atlantis, and then you know there's a few others like Morovian and Arian and- um, So to take it all the way back. Yeah, so we go all the way back. Anunnaki, you're, you've- buy into that oh yeah so Anunnaki uh, came then they said our planet's messing up we need to get gold from earth which was Terra at the time right and they sent they created us I mean because people are gonna have a hard time so people are probably gonna be like oh my gosh this is so complex and how does anybody really know a hundred percent right right so I only share what I've researched most of my I mean, at least like really intensely for the last 20 years, but this has been a lifelong thing. Mm -hmm. So I go as close as I possibly can and I encourage people to just take what resonates. Right. My most important thing that I wanna like get across to people is what's happened to our DNA? How do we switch it back on? So when, when they say switch it off, so it's literally, it's there, it's just off. Right, so. Um, That's so weird. Yeah, so when we sank down into this lower density, they had to come up with a new plan. Not everybody was in agreement because we have, we have like, you know, races that seed humans but they're from you know, the, the greater source energy, right? And some are- Okay, so that's my question. If the Anunnaki came here and created us- Right, I was just, Essentially, yeah. how did our soul get in there? Because our soul is not created by the Anunnaki, is the thing. Um, they want to convince us that they are the creator gods, that they mm -hmm. created us. They modified us, they have an influence, and there are some Anunnaki that are actually a part of the greater guardian and founder races that played a hand in creating the angelic lines and the grail lines and the ones that are connected to like um, the higher capacity of DNA expression. Mm -hmm. That actually when they came into the physical, they had to accept the fact that they were gonna be incarnating into a biological body that's been compromised. But the thing is the soul can remember. And so if the soul can remember, it can be a part of being um, sort of a, a protector of the Ascension timeline. So basically <laughs> the original Atlantis and Lemuria were in a higher harmonic universe. Mm -hmm. Explosions happened, Tiamat exploded, supposedly Nibiru Marduk is what banged into it and exploded it or power generator crystals to misuse of power basically. And we sank down and because planetary explosions, they traumatize us because our consciousness is connected to the consciousness mm -hmm. of any planet we're on. And proof of these explosions is the asteroid belt. Mm -hmm. So Tiamat, actually, its explosion created the asteroid belt, but a portion of it also became Maldek and Earth. And then Maldek eventually exploded. So that mm -hmm. has a lot of different theories. A lot of different people are saying different things. This is what I've come to understand. People can take it or leave it, do their own research, of course, and see what resonates for them. 
But, um, you know, Earth is definitely a par part of Tiamat. It holds a lot of that. So the whole idea is that we incarnate, we go through these cycles to integrate these fragmented aspects from these explosions, from these wars. And so the higher benevolent ones are sort of helping us to a certain degree. I know there's like laws of no intervention, but we've been so messed with that there is actually intervention on their end, but there's only so much they can do. Um, and the whole idea is that we reintegrate, we, we play different parts enough to consolidate them all in this window period, you okay. know, and we put the pieces together with each other. That's what unity consciousness is about. And you're activating each other. We're activating each other with dormant, you know, it's like one person might hold, this is what, why I do astrology, not to be like, oh, I mean, I can talk about career and relationships, but I go into like, <laughs> to me, it's like a tool to understand everything <laughs> because the sun started to move through the 13th sign in 2010. It's the only zodiac sign ruled by the ether and it's what's actually healing everything and why we're in ascension window period. So yeah, the Anunnaki, come in and they're sort of like refugee races and the fallen ones because of these exploded planets recognize that we sort of have this amnesia and like all this trauma from these previous wars. And um, so, you know, there's a lot of attack and these control agendas, sons of Belial and the black sons connected to the Dracos and also the Anunnaki factions of the Anunnaki, not all the Anunnaki. And they basically are the control groups on the planet that are, you know, connected to the hybrids, Illuminati and, the Khazarian Mafia, you know, the ones that fund both sides of war to keep conflict alive. Basically, they want conflict to be kept alive and to create genocide so that we can't share the codes and we can't rebuild ah. the root race energies. So if we're all fighting against each other, then we can't ascend because instead of sharing our codes, we're just like sitting there like resenting each other because of all these wars that we think are against one another when they've been planned. Mm -hmm. They've been, they've been um, both sides, you know, are funded and they, they there's not like one side or the other side. There's one group that's like a mafia that is pitting us against each other through creating these facade scenarios mm -hmm. to to cause people to feel that they need to fight for something. So that's what I wanted to. That's a lot of information. I know. I'm sure the reader or right the now. listeners are like, <laughs> 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 no, it's good though because you're planting seeds even if they don't know what you're talking about because then they can go, oh, Marduk, Tiamat. Let me go read about this. Zacharias and Malduk, and yeah, he he Air he covers Manigan. a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, Billy Carson. Yeah. Um, one know. that I would recommend if people, uh, like one of my go-tos to just really organize this in my brain is uh, Lisa Renee and her website's energeticsynthesis.com. And she has an Ascension glossary. So the names Ooh. you mentioned are great. She's a really good resource. Yeah. I've heard you talk about her in a lot of um, different places. So that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. So the Anunnaki, you know, um, played a hand in manipulating our DNA. But one of the biggest manipulations is um, creating reversal coding in the earth grids because the earth grids are connected to the platonic solids. The platonic solid dodecahedron, which is connected to the ether, is what has been what is in the this, ether. What is so it? ether, okay, so when we look at the pentagram, the fifth element is ether and it connects us to the heavens or spirit. Ah. The other ones are earth, air, fire, water. If we look at uh, satanic symbolism, the inverted pentagram goes into the ground. And that's fine and all, but it needs to come back up again, which is the alchemy, right? But if we're stuck down here, then we go into the Saturn moon matrix and the control system and how it's become this thing where these dark technologies siphon our life force. And it's used to batter, battery up these dark technologies. And so the programmings of society, the conditionings that we go through, the social engineering that we go through and the implants that people are you know, given and uh, the geoengineering that we see is all to keep us locked into a program to put us on an artificial timeline where we're their food source. And so they keep trying to generate fear and anxiety and what mm -hmm. people call louche in order to have something to feed on because they compromise their DNA on purpose and no longer have a direct connect with spirit. 
And so if they can keep that, which is symbolic, if they can keep that ether down, then we don't get that purifying element to be able to upgrade our DNA. So junk DNA, because I know you asked, mm -hmm. is our capacity to, okay, so real quick, the nucleic acids in our DNA are connected to the elements. Mm -hmm. The mitochondrial DNA is connected to the mother and is actually connected to the ether. So each of the nucleic acids is either earth, air, fire, water, but the mitochondrial DNA is ether and it's, it's mitochondrial, been, man. so it's connected to the mother and it's um, basically because the mother energy was not able to be on the planet, the mitochondrial DNA that's passed down from the mother generation to generation uh, has been damaged. So okay. it's been very easy to be addicted or be locked into dependency because in a lot of ways, us as humans are like, where's our mother, like our real mother, like the earth mother. And so everything like the Baphomet and all these reversal codes has been to create these sort of facades through religion and politics and other things to um, create digressions so that we won't ascend. But this window period, this is what I was being prepared for when I was a kid, is about the return of the ether. Mm -hmm. And I'm writing a book called The Return of the Cosmic Ether. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it'll explain it if people are like, what? How do you get in touch with ether and mitochondrial? Well, energy? it's kind of like, you know, so energy is always going to connect to something with the physicality. Same with like physical symptoms and physical ailments. It's, it's an energy distortion that eventually the body's going to show up as, okay, this is imbalance, here's some symptoms. Okay. And it's actually something that can bring us closer to ourselves, but we're taught to like freak out and be like, oh my gosh, I need drugs, I need medicine. I need to just get rid of the pain, but it's actually the, our greatest teacher. Got to remind ourselves of that. I have to mm -hmm. all the time. Like, oh yeah, it's my teacher. Like, awesome. <laughs> um, so this window period is really incredible because it's in 26,000 year cycles. So 26,000 years ago, where, when these dark technologies were put in place, unplugging the grids connected to the masculine and feminine, the Egyptian-Sumerian Wars was the final war that blocked us from our galactic memories. All the cataclysms through the planetary body off of his access and wow. its axis. And so basically the controllers, the service to self beings, the negative alien agenda, some call it, were able to control the stargates and control the grids, which means they can control us because our DNA is a replica of the earth grids, our 15 chakras, um, and there's more than that, but the 15 main chakras are connected to everything all the way up to our avatar consciousness. So when the energy center opens, it's mm -hmm. able to upgrade our DNA, but they've been manipulating all of it. It's not just programmings. It's not just what we inherit from our parents that makes us you know, right. human, flawed humans. It's actually, we have everything stacked against <laughs> us to like really make sure we screw up. And I do presentations where there's actually pa patented technologies to affect crowds, to, to, to break up relationships, to- Wait, talk about that. I'm interested about that. Well, okay, so there's a website, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a uh, different projects, like Project Delta, Project This, and they're patented technologies that are say purpose for what? To create mood swings, to create criminal behavior, to create- you know, so people get beamed with this stuff. A lot of the criminals that we see in society are actually mind controlled right. and used. Um, and like, just like, like a lot of JFK, politicians are. JFK's killer and like, like shot, like uh, John Lennon's killer. And all yeah. That. Like there's just this whole, I mean, we're talking like monarch programming. We're talking trained assassins, sex slaves, you know, and there's a big child trafficking thing going on. And we hear about this in the news. Um, and it's basically to feed the system that wants to, siphon life force because they're actually like a dying race and they presented themselves to the governments and Eisenhower's administration was a big one wow. but I know it's just going to go on but just to get back to the DNA part so the scrambled DNA they scrambled up the fire code so that we wouldn't have access to this okay. junk DNA and we wouldn't even have an interest in it because we're told that it's useless right so What's, we're just like yeah that's right I care. remember hearing that in school and I was like wait what I know 
97% is junk and just the word they use. Ugly. I know. It's like, it's like, right. This is weird. And so David Icke actually talks about this, that 98% of our DNA is being controlled and it's from the Saturn moon matrix. Actually, the rings of Saturn are like this transmission system. And, and, and from other resources, um, I heard that there's a black cube inside Saturn and satanic ritual abuse and all this stuff feeds it to then send these Black beams to the you. moon to keep our emotional energy in a state of disarray and depression and like low energy and we can overcome it. So everybody's astro chart holds the key to how to overcome this. Oh, right. And that's why I do astrology charts. So people sometimes are like, yeah, I want to know about my and, and then I start to all of a sudden like, like, do you want to go galactic? You want to just like heal your DNA and like get, because the thing is once the mind knows, everything falls into place. Because if we're under mind control, wow. we can't heal ourselves. And What's so- the black cube? So it's like this black cube. So the earth body. How big is it? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> um, but so, okay, just to get back to the earth. So we've been in this sort of reversal thing, thousands and thousands of years of dark history. So the reason the Mayans understood 2012 to be such a pivotal time is because the Venus transits have been happening. And every eight years, it forms like a different line of energy. And they've been able to track the orbit. And it forms a perfect pentagram in the sky. And I actually have pictures of it I put in my presentations. It draws a perfect pentagram. And when over you the say Venus transit, just tell people what that is. So that's like, so if we follow a planet, you know, if we look at a chart, we say, oh, Venus is transiting your sun right now because right. it goes around the zodiac. The moon moves about every two or three days, it moves a sign. Venus is a little slower. Mercury's pretty quick too. The slow moving planets are the outer planets, and those are the great activators that help us to upgrade our DNA, which is Uranus, and then Pluto, which throws us into our dark night of the soul and alchemical transformational journeys I didn't know that. and uh, neptune which is all about multi uh multi-dimensional reality or, or our creative imagination so when we go through those initiations we freak out uranus gives us nervous breakdown so we think we're going crazy when actually we're waking up Pluto's going to make us feel like we're dying or that we want to die and it's just like we go into the underworld and it's like you can't call in sick to work you're like oh i'm in the underworld i can't really function right now. Wait, 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 hold on. So this is happening to everybody or certain people? Everybody at a different time in their life are going to meet these planets. And a lot of people already have personal planets that are connected with them. So a lot of people have harmonious connections. They don't realize it because they don't question those initiations. It doesn't throw them as much as maybe somebody else who's really locked into a program. So if somebody has a connection with a planet, you can, you're able to tell them and then they can pay attention. When that if it's if it's something that they have a challenge with or it's something a little bit like it's not very well aspected and it's not connecting to their personal planets, I can direct them to that part of their life where they can get those activations. Wow. And then there's Wait, what people do you mean get those activations. Well, it's kind of like if if okay, some people might have their son next to Uranus and like Pluto drawing a harmonious aspect. And I see that a lot. Everybody's got the avatar consciousness potential. But some people, you know, who one might call a star seed um, have it really strongly. So they might be um, manipulated into thinking, oh, you know, you need Ritalin or you got ADD, right? So just the projections. How does that work though specifically? Like you're saying that because a certain planet is going a certain way, that a person is being manipulated into believing. No, no, I'm saying that a lot of people that are born very, very awake, working really well with these outer planets tend to be the ones that are the most misunderstood. So it really depends on the parents and if that person can um, not carry the stigmas of you know, what the school system might do like with a mind like that. Like, so these hidden geniuses or these indigo or crystal kids, would it's not like the guidance counselor is going to be like, oh, you're a crystal child. No, they're probably going to be like, you have ADD and you need help. <laughs> yeah, no, I get all that, but I'm just trying to break down how it specifically works. Well, everybody has, everybody's advanced, right? 
certain individuals though that come in with harmony with these outer planets can just help activate people that might be struggling a little bit, right? So they're just gonna kind of switch them on. Mm. And so through sound healing, through music, through theater, through creative expression, which is incredibly important, we transmit those codes, we transmit frequencies through our voice, through just okay. anything creative. And so that's what unity consciousness is, is that we're all giving each other bits and pieces of the puzzle. So somebody might be really out there connecting with the galactic planets, but they might not have their feet on the ground. They might not be able to get into their body. So they might need somebody who's more like a rock, you know, somebody who's very practical, very grounded. So we all kind of need each other. So there's no like, oh, special ones or chosen ones. And that's what's actually created a lot of wars is that sort of manipulation to make like one race feel better than the other when really we're all one. We all have our own stories. Um, we're all where we are for a reason. And as long as we're authentic and as long as we, um, you know, understand enough about what it's going to take to advance ourselves, we're in the perfect place because wherever we are is going to change everybody around us too. So th that's why, you know, the creative arts is such an important um, medium to work through because people want entertainment, people want music, people want art and, and, they and have culture. no idea they're being switched on. And they could be absolutely switched on by it. And, you know, that's why, you know, we can walk away, like, after listening to a song and feel so much better. It's like driving in the car. It's like, oh, my gosh, or just something, you know, that we watch. Or, I mean, what you're doing and just just giving people a voice is huge. And so um, so we, that's how we got out of the Saturn moon matrix. The higher octave of Saturn is not this low-level control manipulation. Yeah, it's it's like actually teacher really master. Mm -hmm. When you get over the trials and tribulations and you don't let it, repress you and control you, you can still work with Saturn, which rules the law of structure, and you can have it work for you. You can find a discipline in your life that helps you to thrive instead of stick with a control agenda or force that actually is robbing you of your life force and connecting you to a false light that will only sustain you for so long until it'll create di digression. Oh my gosh, so much information. People are gonna have to listen to this three times. Okay, so. <laughs> Me too, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, take a breath, she needs water. Anybody need what? I know, and I talk me. fast. Oh my god! Okay, so thank God people can just. <laughs> and, and one yes. thing, real quick. But I have a very specific question. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so you know Metatron. Mm -hmm. I had this. Uh, somebody gave me a necklace one time, and I had it on. And it's supposed to be a protector of the. Uh, um, part of the necklace is protecting you from the electromagnetic waves, which is really important, or frequencies you know, from your computer, from your phone, but I was wearing it, okay, and I came across this video online and it was Saturn, it was supposed to be, these are the sounds of Saturn or something. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we always find weird shit online. So I was like, let me play this. And I swear to God, like that necklace reacted. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah, it was like, and, oh, no. and it had like a jolt back. So it freaked me out. And I was like, was that good? Was that bad? Was it good? Was that bad? So what do you think? Because it's on you and you're experiencing it, it's like you can make anything good. That's kind of what I thought. Because, I mean, anything that presents itself, I mean, this is what's so great. So the Mayans understood the Venus transits that the peak time would be 2012. How the hell did they know that, by the way? Well, they could because they were astrologists and they, okay. they could kind of like jump ahead. So actually, 2010 supposedly was when the hosting of the Ascension timeline switched over. Because it didn't go so well, the last hosting, as we see, right? It's like, oh, what happened? It, it got really so patriarchal bad. and it got infiltrated. Everything got infiltrated, like everything. So in 2010, it switched over to actually the mother energy actually being able to come back into the planet. It's been gone for a really long time. Now it's back in the planet. Where did it go? Some say like it was housed in something like the Ark of the Covenant and it's like a, a, a sphere. What? Wait, what does that mean? 
that is just it just went somewhere it's just <laughs> it's going to get too complicated there's a lot of different theories behind it there's a lot it. of good resources though so i'm not just pulling this out of like doesn't this sound good because <laughs> i like to study the planets and the stars to make mm -hmm. sure like if i'm going to talk about it i want to see the evidence i'm not just like let's just say things because it sounds good but what is the ark of the covenant that sounds like something from well, like, it houses yeah, something well there's something connected to there's a lot supposedly there's a number of them but this was housed somewhere it couldn't be in the planet off planet it was in probably being planet. protected by a higher race that was connected to like the blue rays are connected to the mother energy um and that's wow. something to explore like you know wh where did she you know hide out a portion of her was stuck in the underworld as we look at the myths persephone and you know because the goddess energy has many archetypes and aspects right when we look at maiden mother crone and the whole thing it's we have the cosmic mother the earth mother the underworld who are your favorite goddesses well, I'm all about like the Sophia energy. I'm all about Gaia. I'm I'm very connected and like the Venus thing like is really important to me. So like Magdalene, like um, all the Avalon, you know, goddesses, Danu and um, I mean, it's just, I love them all. I mean, they're all us, they're all part of our soul, but I really identify with just like Sophia. Um, my website and just a lot of my work has been about Christ Sophia, the divine template that we all what carry. What is Christ Sophia for people who don't know? It's like a divine template of like the masculine and feminine in union with each other. So when we look at the mother returning, we're not looking at mother taking over. We're looking at the balance with the father. We're looking at our own energy body. We're looking at our own DNA. This is not about figures. It's about what we're made of. And so we have right, we have left, we have an energy field around us. And if we're choosing one over the other, we actually can create a lot of energy blocks. And so the patriarchal agenda is based on these reversals and these false archetypes that have been trying to run the show and actually demonize some of these archetypes or, or goddess energies like Lilith. I love Lilith. Lilith is, you know, connected to the dragon, connected to the Kundalini. And it's been like, oh, it's a succubus. So we have a lot of um, misrepresented stories and myths and rewritten texts and ancient texts that have been altered to scramble our ability to really understand the true history. So, um, so the Mayans understood this thing about Venus and then the, the, the energy was able to anchor back into the planet. Well, what's the proof? Well, in 2010, the sun started to move through Ephiacus, and Ephiacus is connected to the ether. The mother energy is connected to the quintessence, which is the ether. I'm which still is, trying to figure out what the ether is. Yeah, okay, so our ether? connection to spirit. So okay. when we look at the circulation of our being, if we look at the waters, the skies, the earth, and fire elements, we see toxicity. We see toxicity in our waters, oil spills, mm -hmm. Fukushima, right? We look at our skies. We see our skies getting sprayed. There's geoengineering. There's manipulation of the air element. We see earth. There's, you know, animals going extinct. There's um, deforestation. There's just pollution. I mean, we're not taking good care of this earth body, right? And so that corresponds with our own DNA, our junk DNA, and the fact that we're in a personality matrix. We don't think beyond that. So when we do the inner work, knowing that we're made of the elements, that's why, you know, we all have our astro signs that are earth, air, fire, water. They have a masculine or feminine charge, but it's really electric magnetic. So if we want to take away the gender, because that gets kind of confusing, it's electric magnetic. The masculine's electric, the feminine's magnetic, and it connects to the ley lines. So the sun started to move through Ephiacus, the 13th sign. But the 13th sign is actually the 13th gate, which is the mother energy is the 13th. Uh, the 13th arc, it's called the mother arc and it's connected to 13. So when we look at 13, 14, and 15, the energy of the Trinity, 13's mother, 15's father, and 14 is the Christ Sophia. So like dimensions. Yeah, so in those upper spheres, it's beyond physicality. And we have a connection to that. So when our 12 strand DNA connects in with the 13, which is available to us in the core of the earth, then what we recognize- in the core? So that's where the gateway is. So it's a diamond sun. It used to just not really be there. We, it used to just be like, we were almost like almost on a dead planet, really. 
And so the mother energy came back, started to activate it. And so every... Um, Where is it? Where is it? Well, the actual location is Uluru in Australia. Ayers Rock, that big... Is actually really? the, the physical location of the 13th gate, which is the mother energy. So when the mother energy dropped back into the planet, this is when everybody's like talking about ascension, right? And, and like this window period, 2012, it's called a stellar activation cycle. It's when the geophysics of the planet is such that the stargates are able to open again. So wasn't that kind of weird? Stargates meaning like portals. Yeah, so there's like 12 main stargates on the planet, all in different locations, but it corresponds portals. with our DNA and our um, chakras, right? But wait, hold on. A stargate is a portal to... Another dimension. And just any particular dimension? Or? Um, it really depends which <clears throat> stargate. So, um, like, the 8th and ninth is actually the galactic cores of, like... Um, well, it, on a chakra level, it corresponds to the 8th and ninth, which is actually an infinity spiral which goes around our head, which starts to help our body activate from carbon-based to crystalline. So you could do health stuff with that? I do medical astrology, yeah. Well. So all of the signs connect to, or, to organs on our body. So if somebody's like, um, yeah, if they have an ailment, like you can see it right in the chart. Or, you know, if somebody says something's wrong with me, I can, you know, find it in the chart. I mean, I've got like books to help. It's not like I have it all memorized. Um, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So somebody um, can come to you and say, I'm, I hurt here. And you, how do you read someone's medical astrology? Okay, so if we look at the, the 12 signs corresponds to the 12 Stargates, you might actually find that that person feels drawn to going to a location that corresponds to the organ in them that's hurting. Ooh. So if they have liver issues, they might end up going to the spot on the earth that represents the liver meridian. Whoa. Okay. Because we are a replica of the earth, the original earth grids before they got manipulated. So I like to just put it down to the fact that we're all made of it. So we've been cut off, right? 98% of our DNA is being manipulated. So the Mayans understood that it would peak, that the Venus transits would create something huge, like a new beginning. And that's when the mother energy drops back into the planet and the sun starts to move through the 13th sign, which is proof that the 13th is being activated because it's the mother arc. Wow. And again, there's plenty you can research and the best source is energeticsynthesis.com. And when my books are out, they're gonna explain all this. Awesome. So it's just really important to know that we're rebuilding our DNA architecture. We're awakening dormant strands, or excuse me, dormant chakras, galactic chakras. And if we wanna understand in the most simplistic terms, everything in our DNA is a love story. It's the reuniting of the masculine and feminine, mm -hmm. and it's the elements with the presence of ether, which is able to purify the toxicity, right? So if we look at our earth, and we look at, like I said, the skies being sprayed, um, extinction with animals, deforestation, polluted waters, all the elements on this earth are polluted, but it's an outer reflection of our soul and an outer reflection of our health as a humanity. Mm. So during this window, the reason it's so significant how, is the- How much is the window? How much of a window we have? Well, it's pretty big. You know, some people say, oh, it's only 2000 to 2017. It's like, okay, it's 2019. That's really not cool if that's true. So, um, no, it's like to 2025, but it goes beyond that. And the thing is, they keep kind of, or whoever they is, but there's forces that, there's unconditional love. We're made from unconditional love. It's not just going to slam the door on us like, sorry, kids, you didn't quite get it. We've been really messed with. So there are greater groups that are really, really working over time to project to to keep the the ascension timeline from being totally hijacked mm -hmm. and the way that happens is that we're so immersed in what's going on in the news and what we're being fed and what's mm -hmm. outside of us that we don't even think about upgrading we don't even think about what we're made of we're just waiting for something to save us or some good right, news right. to happen based on who's president and this and that and of course that stuff's important too but if we don't understand that we're the initiation we're going through initiations to bring on this shift and that it's something working from the inside out mm -hmm. when our dormant dna starts to switch on again we see a different earth around us because you, it's harmonic universes and higher earth energies 
Do you think your DNA is switching on? What's that? Is your DNA, DNA starting? I mean, I was one of those people that were really aware when I was young. And then I partied a little too hard, and I think I have some healing to do. <laughs> I'm just, like, trying to cope with this reality. I'm like, um, maybe there's better ways to cope. So I've, you know, gotten healthier. I mean, my awareness is really – our consciousness can be really switched on. The key is how can you bring it into the physical? Because our physical – Alchemy is basically turning lead into gold. Right. Saturn represents lead. So as we move into the higher levels of Saturn, we actually enlighten Saturn because we're no longer playing in the lower levels. And so a lot of people are born with an aspect between Saturn and Uranus. Uranus is the high vibrational electrical energy that's connected to truth, connected to sovereignty, and connected to zero-point unified field. When that makes a harmonious aspect to Saturn, those souls that have that aspect are really helping to clear that darkness from Saturn and they can help people like deprogram, deprogram wow. from all that kind of stuff. What do you think about the moon? I mean, you fully believe it's artificial. I mean, it's definitely used as an artificial, like, yeah, it's, there's a huge artificial component to it. And a lot of, um, manipulations like a satellite, it's like in a beam stuff to, you know, but, but we can override it. There's higher octaves of the lunar energy that can help us to clear that as well. So here's where I'm confused. Because some people say it's natural and some people say it's artificial. So you're saying it could be both? I think there's a shadow to every planet. And I would say the shadow of the uh, moon is the artificial component. So the artificial component would be maybe inducing a lot of real negative emotions upon us through the Saturn matrix. So if we look at patriarchy and we think about why has the feminine been so compromised? Well, that Saturn system of control is wanting the the lunar energy, our intuition, our receptivity to be very compromised. So that's the artificial element. But, but how, I, how could it be real and artificial? Explain that to me. Well, okay, so if it comes from Tiamat, Tiamat's an ancient planet that we used to exist upon. There's a portion. So when this planetary body exploded, they're, they're taking advantage of trauma okay. and basically this fragmented consciousness. And they actually used um, part of that fragmented consciousness to create the Baphomet and create this sort of worshiping of... Um, this dark mother to put everything in reversals and to use the moon and the fragmented aspect of that lunar energy to manipulate it. So, okay. So if we're damaged from our childhood, it's easy to end up in a partnership with a narcissist or somebody who's detrimental to us. Right? So we suffered some big traumas in our history. So they're taking advantage of that trauma by using planetary energies to manipulate us, which connects to our chakras, connects to our DNA. But I, I just believe, I mean, personally, my theory is that there's an artificial component, just like there's artificial technologies put on the stargates. Okay. There's artificial technologies surrounding us, but there's an organic earth that exists underneath it. So it's a real moon with artificial stuff on it. That's how I feel. Okay. But Got it. I mean, Got it. that's just my And there's like supposed to be like tons of levels in the moon. Yeah. I mean, there, it's just, yeah. I mean, a lot of planets, I mean, like Saturn, it's. It's been occupied. So supposedly the, the, the rings are beginning to dissolve, which is a good sign. So um, in this particular window period we're in, as we connect to the ether, it purifies and clears us. So when we do inner work, it's a lot easier now because that energy is no longer being compromised, mm -hmm. which means that we can move beyond this veil and this net that we've been put under and poke a hole through it and recognize that we're multidimensional, that we're not limited by these programmings. And when we can open ourselves up to it and that ether comes in, it, it heals our DNA, it clears the junk DNA, and we start to move up in levels. Now, when we move past our seventh chakra, we start to activate the eighth and ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th, we get psychically attacked. That's when people give up. They think they're failing on their spiritual path, like I must be doing something wrong. Because 
people are targeted. Once you start to get out of the zoo they put us in and mm -hmm. they recognize that you're starting to go further than they want you to go, mm -hmm. wham, you, you, you just get thrown, right? What does that look like? Wait, do, in my life, <laughs> my life story, and probably a lot of ours, right? So, so you're like walking along, and you have a thought, and it says you're a failure or something. And there is a lot of that that, that comes into us. Yeah. That's a thought that's created in an energy weapon system that is beamed into your head. Is that well? What they also like? like manipulate triggers. So, so if there's a childhood wound, you know, connected to being bullied or you know, something, you know, that outer thing is going to, to, to attach itself, right? The minute we heal it within ourselves, we're a lot more protected. So we can overcome AI and these dark technologies just by doing the inner work because both mm -hmm. correspond. Really, the negative ego is what's being targeted. We're way more powerful than any of these control systems and technologies and dark technologies. There's really nothing to fear. And actually, fear can help us because it at least makes us cautious and like think twice. But we shouldn't live in fear because they feed on fear. Well, I was going to say, because so you're doing all this, like, do you feel like your phones are tapped? Do you feel like people follow you? Any of that stuff? Or you just don't care? I just... Just like whatever. It's like, what a nice life you must be having. Don't you have anything better to do? <laughs> like, I mean, even the Mars recruiters, it's like, I just, you know, sometimes I just get really tired and I know that they're trying to exhaust me and like have me give up. That's because anytime I feel myself advancing beyond just all this, mm -hmm. um, that's when I feel attacked the most. But, you know, I just don't give up. I just don't give up. Um, and I know do? the game being played. So it keeps me from feeling defeat. I try not to take it personally. I used to think it was me like, oh, I'm mm -hmm. just screwing up again. I just don't get it. But then I learned, I'm like, whoa. And this is why so many just give up. They just don't keep working through it because when they get attacked, then it's like, oh, I did something wrong or that person left me, I've been abandoned. So it's playing on our insecurities. And that's kind of how this matrix works because it's a personality matrix. We're, we, we live based on self-worth, right? And our confidence or lack of it. Right, and we've also been taught from a young age, you know. What it, success means and what we, yeah. you know, and so we can be successful, but if we can do it being true to ourselves and doing what we love to do, we're in a really good place. And a lot of people are doing that. Mm -hmm. Look around us, you know? And so, you know, I'm, I, I go real into the detail because we haven't been taught this stuff, but right. it's very, very simple. So switching on our DNA is a love story. The only way we can have true love is if we divorce ourselves from the imposters and the things that are stealing our life force, the things that are betraying us, the things that are lying to us. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't want that as a husband or a partner. Mm -hmm. So we have to say, I'm not going to be compliant. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be in partnership with this anymore. And when we cut the cords, then it's, it's more like it, it doesn't hold any power anymore. It relies mm -hmm. on us giving it power right. through being fear, being, being fear, fear. Yeah. And just feeling less than and, 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 and these failures, these so-called failures we go through that makes us feel unworthy. And they're like, yay, it worked. And the minute we're just like, you know what? Uh-uh. And we cut away from that. Then we start to see the authentic relationship we have with the elements, with the earth, with our own creativity, and with this purifying agent, which is now available more than it's ever been. So we don't really have to be dependent anymore. Before we kind of like didn't have much of a choice. Now this energy is coming in. It's healing our DNA. And as it heals us, we are able to get the activations that are coming through, which are ascension signals. Mm -hmm. And if we can stay in alignment with it by being connected to love and wisdom and integrity and unity consciousness and all these just good virtues and values, then we escape the artificial intelligence, which is trying to plug into these lower levels mm -hmm. of self and also um, us being convinced that some of these things are a good idea. Some of it is. Technology is not evil, but mm -hmm. some of it is definitely going to supplement our ability to wake up to the fact that we're the most advanced technology. And, and we can use technology to help us 
wake up. But when it starts to override us and, mm -hmm. and take over the soul, then, you know, we've seen enough movies with those scenarios played out. So the disclosure that's happening right now, because there's there are different articles that are coming out. There's an article about the Navy pilots, um, the two different two shows that are happening, Project Blue Book, um, Unidentified. Um, all these articles are coming out, and then they at the end they always say, "Watch the show." You know, like is that is that a way that they're controlling disclosure, or what do you think about that? I mean, because everybody's like pushing for disclosure all these years, and now it's happening. Like, how do you feel about it? I'm just in my own little weird world. You know, it's like <laughs> I notice this stuff. I'm like, okay, um, and I do as much research as I can, particularly about you know the Eisenhower era, because I just feel like, okay, I'm in this family for a reason, there's a lot to figure out. Right. Um, I do think there is a lot of control. There's a lot of plans. There's a lot of manipulation. So I just have my little piece that I know is so important to me that I just mm -hmm. focus on that. And I have an open mind to everything else as far as, I already know about, you know, UFOs exist, extraterrestrials. But I see it more like, you know, we, we've been very, very limited. When we start to switch on the fullness of all that we are, we connect all the way back to Lyra, to our avatar consciousness. It's not even about the location of Lyra anymore. It's about the wholeness that we can um, inhabit within ourselves. Mm -hmm. Every single layer and strand and harmonic universe that's in our DNA corresponds to a different race, a different ET race, a different group. The lower ones are, are more invested in our negative ego, our human experience, how they can manipulate that so that we don't reach our galactic family, because as long as they can keep us from it, then we are supplying them what they need to create a life cycle and sustain us in this almost enslaved, quarantined planet. Um, and so a lot of this disclosure is very helpful, but if we, if, if, if we notice, there's a lot of wars and battles going on within the disclosure community. Well, I was gonna ask you about that. Well, that's very much for the reason that as long as like the movements that could actually create a breakthrough are at war with each other, then that's just going to waste time and waste everybody's time. Right. So can we, can I ask you specifics or do you want Whatever to you want. I mean, I'll answer as best as I feel I should. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't want, you can tell me after the mics are off. <laughs> but no, I'm just curious because we were at Contact in the Desert and there was a whole thing with like Jordan Sather that happened and all these, um, you know, theories are going around. I'm just curious like what you think about that. And then also like... Corey Good versus Emery Smith kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I'm just kind of curious, like, do you believe Corey? Well, we'll yeah, let's start with that one. Like, people are saying, like, Corey Good, you know, I guess was was David Wilcox, like, main insider for a while. And then there was the split, I guess, with Gaia. And now, I don't know, you know more about it, but I'm just curious, like, do you do you believe Corey's stories? Do you, do you think that he, like, was... On, he was being honest and then maybe went off path or is he still to your knowledge like on path and then like Emery Smith what are your thoughts well because I just want harmony with everybody and right. I don't want to choose sides right I like I'm aware of all this stuff but if I dig too deep I feel like that'll pull me out of my ability to just maintain um just a good rapport with everybody. Right. I mean, Corey's always been good to me. I, right. I Some of the best events are ones that he puts on with, um, you know, some others like Adrian uh, Youngblood. I hope it's okay to say her name, but um, I've always had a great experience with them. It's never okay. been anything cultish. Right. Yeah, I'm like really sensitive to cultish. Right, energy. that's why I'm wondering. About yeah, that. because I'm like, you can't control me. I'm not going to Mars. I'm not listening in class. I'm going to skip school. Like, I'm, I, like right. I do what I want without trying. Like I do my best not to hurt anybody, but like I'm a free spirit. I always have been. 
So I can smell it from a mile away. Right. And, and I've worked with people that are trying to get out of cults. So I know, like, not a cult. Yeah, that to me, when that whole thing came out, I was like, I just don't feel it's, that. I think it's so rude. First of all, if Corey's story is real, which I do believe a lot of it is, right. everything else I have an open mind to. I don't need to form a fixed belief. It's like, right. that's his story. I respect that. I respect anybody's story. You know, we have to give each other the room to share it, but... It's only dangerous if there was a so-called cult. And I've never, I've done so many events with him. I've known him for years. I'm never censored. I can share whatever I want. Right. Nobody ever asked me, do you believe in blue avians from that group? Nobody cares. It's like, he's just telling a story. Nobody cares. Yeah, I leave him off. And he says, you know, question me too. You know, there might be things that people feel suspect about. Great, but it's completely blown out of proportion. Right, right. And so that, I, my heart goes out to him. And the thing is, if, you know, I, my labs are real. I have clients all the time that, that have gone through these things, military abductions, starting from a young age. Um, I know these things happen. Yeah. I know the 20 and back thing is a true thing, a true story. Going to Mars um, and then your yeah, body being there's, put 20 There's too years many back. people that are saying this. And um, people years before I knew Corey, because I, I was a speaker, you know, maybe five or so years before Corey came out. Um, so I know all that stuff exists. And, uh, and I think, you know, if somebody's been traumatized and put in those programs, it is nasty yeah. to just go around saying blue chicken cult. It's like, you don't know what this person has gone through. And what if these stories are true? Mm-hmm. There's no evidence to prove him wrong. Maybe he doesn't have the evidence to prove that it's right. But just step back and be very careful because right. without integrity and kindness, we're, we're all screwed. We're and, screwed. And so it doesn't matter so much about the stories. It doesn't matter if we all agree. The most important thing is that we maintain um, a supportive and healthy environment. Now, what I feel... Because somebody could say, well, he did this and he did that. And it's like, sure, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think something is coming in and maybe speaking in one person's Uh ear Mm -hmm. and then speaking in the other person's ear to give them a feeling of, oh my gosh, you're against me, I'm against you. And maybe that wouldn't have ever been there if there wasn't some sort of manipulation coming through Mm -hmm. from some sort of shadow influence that wants to completely throw off our ability to create real disclosure and ascension. Yeah, because if I think like, every I, I, oh sorry, go ahead. Well, it just it's odd timing that you know it's now we're getting quote unquote official disclosure in the government that's like coming out through news articles. It's odd timing that like there's all this infighting. That's it's like too. It's too on the. It's too hat. You know, hat on hat. Well, it could be very easy for people to say, you know, oh, all that conflict over here. Let's just look there because that might be where the true story is coming in. So all of it's important. The thing is, everybody has to sort of assess the whole thing and figure it out for themselves. I, I refuse to choose sides. I know that like I've had the greatest times with Jordan, with Corey. I mean, I just, I feel right. like they're, they're friends and I'm not going to go against them. Right. But I do feel like something else beyond them and Emery and everybody is being pit against each other because I see the good in everybody. Right. There's things I like about Emery. I used to follow Jay Widener before, I mean, follow us in like read his articles and this and that. Right. Um, and I can't help but just see the good in everybody. And, and I just have to, I feel like there needs to be more people that are willing to hold space of like unity, harmony, right. and and not getting entangled in it. And that I feel called to like maintain. Um, every once in a while, I want to just dig in and get get the answers. Like, what the hell's going on? I just really want to know. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't have it all figured out. And I know that there's law and for uh, law involved and and major major stuff going down that Corey um, just posted about. So people can go on his page right. um, about what what they're doing in in the face of cyber stalking and 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 all this character assassination and they're doing discovery i mean this is this is going to get heavy and yeah. we're talking felonies they're they're going to charge people with felonies and so if they're willing to go to that really? length to 
clear themselves, then there's probably something that we're not knowing, right, we're not right. hearing about that we're eventually going to hear about that does have to do with Gaia. But I never worked for Gaia. I have nothing bad to say about Gaia. So again, I just, I, I just, I stand back and I just do my best to just maintain friendships and I refuse to, you know, smear anybody publicly, but I appreciate this question because it allows me to answer yeah. in a way that I think people would be curious about because they see right. me like over here and over there and yeah. And so also, I'm glad you asked that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, everybody and, you know, and also you, you know, you're in tune. So that's why I'm mostly curious. Yeah. Well, because, because you're in tune with it. It's like not, not, not just like the people, but you've known everybody, but also you're, you're, you know, I would say an empath of some sort. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit too much. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm interested in your like thoughts about that. All right. So, oh my God, it's a lot. So what are your th thoughts about Trump? I'm just, you know, it's just, I'm just glad Hillary didn't win. And that's all I'm going to say. I've been very, I'm not very political. I don't really give myself much of a political voice. Right. I've dedicated myself to just, let's just wake up. What are we made of? Let's turn junk DNA into treasure. It's a love story. We're connecting all these things. Right. The ether's purifying us. We're going to create a better world. That's my gig. That's everything that I'm about. So when I look right. at the politics, is this going to help us or hinder us? So I can only look in, it's not like, if it's going to help or hinder, that's all I care about. So I can't dig into like everything about Trump. Um, but Hillary was bad. Hillary was bad. I just know too much. Books have been written. I've done conferences with people that had, you know, quite an ordeal with her connected to the cabal. And I don't even think it's her anymore because we have to understand that there's trauma-based mind control. People get possessed. It's not even them anymore. It, it sounded like a good idea. Sometimes she seemed very sincere and I can understand why people would have wanted to support her. And, and there's a lot of ugly truths that are hiding that are really, really hard for people to wrap their head around. I personally don't like to create fixed beliefs, but something was telling me, you need to say something. To, you need to do something to make sure she doesn't win. I'm like, man, I don't want to do that. Then I was having crazy dreams about her and it was just like, She's possessed or she's a clone. Yeah, something really weird's going on there. Something and weird. and there's just a lot about it. And it's more and more is coming out all the time that is really linking her to some really nefarious activity and really, really, really dark stuff. So years ago, like when all that began, I mean, I was getting pretty public about like, this is just dangerous, you right. know? And the thing is, you put a woman running for president, most people are gonna be like, finally, a woman right. in power, right? So it's it's playing on something that we all would really like to see. But which everybody kind of, like, there was not, like, an excitement. There was just kind of, like... Some work. Man, I've lost so many uh, friends over this, really? but that's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you're right, you it know? It was, like, a weird vibe. It was, like, yeah, we're excited, but we're not, like, that excited, but we don't know why. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was see? kind of, like, I don't oh. know, but I guess it's what you're supposed to do. You're right, see? Check. And that's what they expect. It's like, okay... We have a woman president. Everybody's excited because it's a woman and we can use that to leverage this. And so I just have to say I'm happy Trump won. And I feel really good things are happening because he's in office. And so you don't think he's like the Antichrist people say that? I really don't. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, the things that people hate about him, I just find humorous for some reason. I'm not into men that are misogynist. I'm not into like, but you know what? I have so many um, African-American friends and so many they love him. He's not, they, don't, they don't see a shred of racism. Like everything they're trying to use against him, it's like he got a woman out of, you know, jail that right. was going to be there for a long time for a drug charge, right. you know? And I mean, people don't look hard enough. And it's, it's the same thing that we see in this community. You see something on the surface, you run wild with it. It's a game of telephone gossip, right? right? And people get all amped up about these personality flaws. But it's like, can we just put that aside? First of all, we don't know him 
personally. Right. Um, well, see, that's what happened with me because I, I used to do comedy a lot. And in the comedy world, people just, you know, got meaner and meaner and meaner all of a sudden. And I was falling into it, you know, on Twitter, you know, and you're like, oh, let me one up. And, you know, you, and then all of a sudden I just had this realization that like, wow, I don't know Ivanka Trump. Like, why would I be mean about this person? You know what I mean? Like, she's a mom. Like, I just had this whole thing and it was just like, let me just leave that alone. Like, people are like, oh, I hope her clothes don't sell. And I'm like, who, like, really? Like, I just don't know. I don't, you know, and I, I experienced something in my high school years where there was a big misunderstanding. And I, you know, like Candace Owen talks about that. I've, I've seen her story. I don't know if you follow her, but, um, you know, she's black and for Trump and people hate her for it. And so I, she was on Joe Rogan. And I was like, let me see what she's about. You know, she had the same thing where she was, you know, she was big misunderstanding and people hated her for it, but nobody, but it was really not about her or the other kids. Like somebody said something racial to her and then it blew up because the kid's parent was running for office. So all of a sudden they used it and they pitted them against each other and all this stuff. And, you know, she was like, I didn't need all that to happen. A simple apology would have been fine and we could all move on with our lives. But instead it was just like this big, you know, New England story. And so I, I, you know, the whole cancel culture thing, like this gets me. Like when people are just like, yeah, I canceled that person because they did that one thing. Like you don't know that, like Roseanne Barr, like. I know that's a heated topic. Know, People but, get but, so but, mad. They're like, but they called her, you know. But then somebody else is able to get away with saying far worse things. It's just, right. it just seems like there's, there's some sort of, um, something gets really amped up in the news. Right. And, and if the news hypes it up, then everybody gets hyped up. And yeah. it's like, well, what if the news is like trying to create your opinion for you? And there's a lot of fake news. What is your thought about Alex Jones? Because he's going to the Supreme Court with censorship. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've just heard, again, it's like I could... I, I see so many different sides of him. I wouldn't say I've, I've followed him a lot in my life, but I've heard enough of stuff. Like, I've always appreciated what he has to say. Mm -hmm. What do I have against him? And I see the slander. I see the slamming. And it's like, unless I know, like, personally, um, I can't really form an opinion. So it's good that, you know, he's fighting whatever that is trying to silence him. I, I Some say he's controlled opposition. I, I have my suspicions about some, but I never really, you know, say, say it out loud. But I don't, I mean, I just, I hope for the best for him. Yeah, well, the thing is, is like what happens to him affects everybody because of censorship. Like they're cracking down on it with YouTube. Exactly. And people are getting pulled off. Or, you know, yeah, I got to kind of catch up with what's going on with Alex with all that. But yeah, I mean. Well, it's interesting because he's been barking so loud against the like, you know, pedophilia stuff. And then the whole Sandy Hook thing happened. And he's, you know, they got him because he was saying he was talking about false flags, yeah, false flags. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden. apologizing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But now they've planted supposedly stuff on his computer. Oh, that's right. About child pornography. Sending it He's to the, the Sandy last Hook person victims. that would do that. Right. Well, they proved that he didn't, didn't he? I hope so. Yeah, I that's what I thought. Yeah. So I have been following this like somewhat been traveling a bit, but yeah, they planted that. What I heard that it might've not been legit. It was that it was proven that he did not. He's offering a million dollars for people to find out who planted it. Or yeah. It that. was definitely like a plan. I have a question for you. So fake stars. Have you ever looked into that? Fake stars? Fake like, stars. Ever thought about it? Like, like stars in the sky. Yeah. Stars in the sky. Like, cause you're in astrology. Um, so I'm riding around and I see things in the sky that don't look like stars. Have you ever noticed? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's all sorts of things in the sky. Yeah. What's going on with that? Like, I what, just think there's just weird like satellites and, you know, a lot of crafts aren't necessarily like extraterrestrial, like military, um, back engineered military craft. Right. Um, 
we, we, there's a smorgasbord of all sorts of stuff going on around here. And then there's the holographic sort of like non-real reality. If we look at the Saturn stuff and, and how it manipulates so much of our DNA that we're actually um, enabling or a part of the creation of this kind of false matrix until we start to move up the levels. There's nothing Wait, wrong with the personality matrix, but we need the rest of ourselves or Wait, else. What do you mean we're, we're creating it? Like if we wouldn't have a cabal or an Illuminati if we weren't feeding it. And it's not our fault that it exists because it was there before us. I mean, we came into a very vulnerable situation, but, you know, some of us are older and old souls, you know, um, and have these ancient memories. And even though some don't, it doesn't mean that they don't have access to that. They just might have been seated at a different time. And that's mysteries that we don't need to solve. But um, as we look at it right now, though, we have to take responsibility. If we want the powers that be that really aren't the powers that be, we are. We need to get our power back. There's more of us. So they only exist based on what they are able to feed upon. Mm -hmm. So at the same time, it's like our hands are tied a little bit because they run certain aspects of the police departments and the FBI and CIA and stuff. So we're, we're a little bit vulnerable, but if we play the game and, and we stay as legal as we can, <laughs> and we just like have the right to have a voice, um, the words are really powerful. If we look at 5D ascension, what is 5D? It's our throat chakra. It's our capacity to speak truth. It's a frequency, right? So if we're authentic and speaking our truth, that overrides any kind of dark technology that's around us. Oh, wow. It's only when we're in a trance and we buy into the programmings and we speak those programmings to each other that we're enabling it, right? So interesting. Um, the ones that enable it are the ones that, you know, probably sit there and watch the news every day. And it's what happens in the news is what reality is. And they're regurgitating it. And they're regurgitating it or the programmings uh, and distortions of the masculine and feminine, the distortions of like how we might relate to a greater power and just all these different things that people emulate. And so they call people that think outside of the box crazy. They feel really threatened by it. They walk the other way. And there's um, a medical industry that feeds on that too and is in agreement to it so that right. we can't put the real leaders in front that aren't trying to be leaders in a controlling way, but in an activating way, we're just not in that kind of world. We don't have teachers or guidance counselors that are going to see those advanced children and, and help them get to a good place. Um, Did you put your kids through school, like regular school? Uh, I had no choice because I was a single parent. And, uh, but then they eventually did online school. Yeah, they did. And uh, yeah, so they just hung out at home, but I'm like, you College? Know, they're not interested in college. <laughs> They're like, we're going to travel. We're going to get some land and we're just going to have some goats and we're just going to build. And I'm like, okay, you're just going to have to like pay for this. You're going to have to, you know, cause they know too. I mean, they know a lot. I didn't, sure I didn't shove it in their face, but like, you know, we're on a road trip. Oh, we'll go see Dane Wigington, you know? Yeah. And he's handing them like chemtrail flyers and teaching them about geoengineering and they go to school and they're like, you know, 12 years old and they're passing it out. And the teacher's like, what is this? And I go, well, that's the reason my kid was sick for three days because look at what they're doing to the sky. And they're, wow. they didn't like that. They're like, we don't want you at our school. Do you know exactly what's in the chemtrails? Well, barium, strontium, and um, aluminum, and heavy metals, nanoparticles. The nanoparticles get into our bodies, and when the AI signals come in, it's going to connect into that, but it only really works if we buy into the programming, right? Interesting. If it was just enough for them to spray us and have the nanoparticles in us to connect us with an artificial intelligence or, like, supercomputer, then they wouldn't bother with all the distorted programs ah. and social engineering to like get Activated. us like in in that vulnerable place because if we're awake and if we're like on the ascension path that is opening us up to the fullness of all that we are the physics are different in those higher dimensions it can actually transmute toxicity have it, it can like neutralize the weaponry it can you know we, we 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 can get in touch with the right nutritional 
protocols to clear our bodies of the heavy metals and we're fine. What do you do? But if you're locked into the program, you're not even going to recognize that we're being sprayed. They're going to be, oh, no, those are real clouds. Those are contrails. There's an airplane show. They're not going (laughs) to, they're not going to be able to wrap their head around it. And that's part of the program is that they don't even notice it. They don't question it. So they're the ones that are in a little bit of a dangerous situation. So with love and compassion, we can plant seeds and hope that they can open their eyes a little bit. So speaking of plant seeds, like what do you do for your body yourself? Like what are the main important things that you do so that you're not in the matrix? You're not in that. I've always really felt like I haven't really functioned very well in the matrix. And it, 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 can be very misunderstood when you're in just the personality aspect of it. Oh, I get bad grades. Oh, I never go to school. Oh, I'm just a screw up. Okay. You know, I, I, it took a while for me to realize like, but you're going to the library, you're studying, you know, ancient texts, you're, um, you know, you're studying astrology, you're studying stuff that they're not teaching you. You're not just out screwing around. Like right. I'm actually educating myself and, and I'm bringing in like a whole nother world of information, you know, connected to when I, uh, was getting in touch with it as a child. And, and I have always been true to that path. So when I am in the matrix, it usually doesn't go very well. I'm like, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm just a screw up. Right. And I skip school and I drink wine and I show up with red um, stains on my clothes. Okay, this is not going so well. And uh, that was high school. Um, then I went off and started going to Grateful Dead shows. And so I was just like, I'm just trying to have fun and just deal with the matrix. Um, now... <laughs> Now that I have, like, I'm doing what I love to do. I mean, I've always worked hard. I was a landscaper. My background's in wilderness education. I used to do expeditions in the wilderness. And I really wanted to learn from nature. But now I like, you know, I'm not just going to go camp in the wilderness in the middle of the winter like I used to. <laughs> um, but I always, you know, moved my physical body and just really tuned in and always was writing. And I love art and just stayed creative. But, yeah, I struggled in the Matrix just like anybody, like, mm-hmm. just in the way that I saw myself in it. Just, you know, just... I, I couldn't talk to anybody about this sort of stuff. Yeah. But I knew that it was valid because I traveled enough, went to Mexico, went to the ruins in Mexico City, and I tattooed everything that I needed to know. And then I actually talk about everything that I wrote down when I was in the early 90s. It's like everything in my presentations. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I realized that one day. Wow. Um, now, um, like I, you're drinking good water, you're drinking vitamins, or what do you do for? I have more supplements and herbs. It's like literally I could bring in about 10 people and probably heal them if they just come over and I just give them what I have. Wow. Yeah, I've been working with herbs for years and years and years. I have a really good background in nutrition. Um, so, and you know, I, I don't do it all perfect. It's like not every day. Right. I dip into like, you know, just, oh my God, beer and let's just party and have fun and just enjoy what we've got. And and then that lasts only so long. And I'm a parent so that, you know, I put that all to the side when I was raising my kids. But, you know, sometimes that comes back being around people. But recently, at least, you know, in the last couple months, I've made it much more important to walk every morning, be around flowers, good energy, nature. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have, you know, green foods, medicinal mushrooms like reishi, chaga every day. I mean, that's like, I just drink it like constantly, like at night. Um, sarsaparilla root, you know, tons of different, you know, teas and tinctures, CBD oil. Um, like, and it's fun. It's like, instead of just being like, Ooh, you know, I'm going right. to drink a six pack. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, like ding, ding, ding. Ooh, I haven't had this in a while. It's like, Ooh. <laughs> and then I realized I am so loaded up with like hundreds of different herbs and supplements. <laughs> I better like give myself a little bit of a break, but diatomaceous earth too, to clean out the gut. And mm. yeah. So I know a lot about, and, and I help people, you know, um, with the, when I, when I get down into the medical part of the astrology, then I give them, you know, some tips about different nutritional stuff. So I find myself, you know, 
I veer off and I get myself on track when I like you're veering off a little bit too much. And then I just pull it back together as best as I can in hopes that, you know, I, I, I stay in balance and I don't do anything detrimental. So yeah, the green foods are really good superfoods. Um, you know, herbs for anxiety. I mean, obviously people know I talk fast, so I try and take stuff to <laughs> chill me out, calm me down. So you're going to go tomorrow to the festival. Disclosure Fest. Disclosure Mass Fest. Meditation Initiative. Right. Excited? I'm incredibly excited. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to be doing a workshop in the um, Portal to Ascension tent at around 1220 for okay. about an hour. And then um, I will, I think, be on the Disclosure stage i'm not sure if that's the main stage at like 6 30 to do a lecture cool and it's going to cover a lot of the stuff that i'm talking about but it'll be kind of like more like kind of in bullet points just trying to keep it simple and really i just want people to walk away knowing that they hold the key okay. and it's not something we need to wait for it's not something that we have to fear won't happen mm -hmm. it's something that we have to take it upon ourselves to create from within mm -hmm. for doing the shadow work you know through um taking good care of you know our physical body through laughter through just being the best person we can be, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why we're being so tested in this community. Are we just going to backstab everybody? Are right. we just going to choose sides without knowing the full story? You know, we got to just look at everything and, 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 and choose the higher road because in every mm -hmm. moment we can advance ourselves or, you know, create more blocks and more challenges and more difficulties and burn bridges. And, and, um, I mean, the thing is we're trying to, you know, help, people remember who they are. Mm -hmm. And this is a really bad example to be giving off to people. So a huge focus for me is not necessarily getting into that, but bringing it back to the person. Mm -hmm. It's about everybody that I'm speaking to. It's not about me. Like, it, I don't care about this. I mean, I do as far as like, I'm gonna take care of myself and get a good night's sleep hopefully. And But right. my whole thing about disclosure is my disclosure piece is I'm disclosing the truth of what we're made of. Right. Demystifying junk DNA helping a person feel good about the activations and also the ascension symptoms and the hell that they might go through right. getting prepared for what's coming because we are purging. We are seeing a lot of stuff come up to the surface. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult for people. They're getting really depressed. They're getting really sick. They're getting really anxious. And it's to really just bring love to that part of our journey mm -hmm. because people are afraid of it. Oh, I'm not doing it right. Or I should be in a much higher place. I should be like having contact experiences. It's like, no, this is perfect. We have to go through this before we get to that. And um, so that's a lot of my approach this weekend is to, you know, really just connect with the people, mm -hmm. you know, because we, we all need to hold hands in this. We're in a rehabilitation process and it's been thousands of years since we've had this opportunity. So it's amazing. Yeah. And I know the other speakers are incredible. Most people in this field share the most unbelievable, wonderful information. Yeah. And, you know, these little wars and spats, you know, I, th I think we're going to overcome real easily when we see that, you know, something is really, mm -hmm. um, you know, trying to, you know, trigger that. And, uh, and I think there's going to be a lot of forgiveness and, and, and it's all going to recover. That's awesome. And that's all I can hold space for because I see the good in everybody who wants that too. Yeah. But it's, it's a really difficult when you're, you know, the one that's being, um, you know, massively targeted on a public yeah. level, you can't help but re retaliate. And so it's like, nobody really wants to battle, but it's almost like, when it comes down to it's spreading amongst people right. and they start to form these opinions, you, you have no choice. So everybody who's, who's, who's up against it. I don't, I know that aren't doing it for drama reasons they are doing it because they don't have a choice. Right, and so right. I think it's coming to an end and we're going to be fine. That's awesome. Well, where can people find you? So my website's cosmicgaia.org. Check out the podcast part. I do 
call in astrology shows. I do one-on-one sessions. Um, subscribers have, you know, a special kind of discount and they can call in. Um, it's a, for a certain amount every month and I'll do, you know, share interviews and podcasts and videos and, um, and yeah, you'll see my, uh, events on the homepage and just other things. So yeah. And then you can follow me on Facebook. I'm, that's the one social media outlet that I use the most. And my name's Laura Eisenhower awesome. on there. Well, thank you. Anything else you want to leave with everybody or did we cover it all? Well, I mean, I think there is just a lot and I'm sure people are kind of like, you know, I think just the best thing to leave on is simplified as best as you can. It's a love story. It's about your authenticity. It's about you being true to yourself. And I'm kind of like picking it apart so that we can learn and remember stuff that hasn't been taught to us, but it's a lot simpler than the way it sounds. Um, you know, just really know that this is an earthly and cosmic event. Trust the, the energies beneath your feet and above and just let it flow because it's happening. It's a cosmic and earthly event. We just need to stand in alignment by um, healing the part of ourselves that gets locked into the level of manipulation that affects our sense of self and self-worth and what others might feel about us and how difficult it can be to take risks because of what others might think. But just know there's a huge community of love and support for people who are ready and you're not in this alone. And my life's path and my life's work is really about helping to support people through a lot of these initiations and the tool of astrology is really helpful. So I hope people feel comfortable in contacting me and maybe, you know, joining the community that I'm creating to just really work energy to, to gain the self-knowledge, because that's what the tree of knowledge is about. It, it was targeted with mind control, but the real knowledge we need to gain is self-knowledge, and then we can, you know, find our balance again. Awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. That was wonderful. My mind is spinning and exploding. And I'll have to listen to this three times. <laughs> Gosh, well, I hope it all made sense. Yes, I don't know. It maybe they can give us some feedback here. Yes. But. Well, thank you, Laura. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for having have, me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Have fun tomorrow, and we'll probably see you. Though, okay, so. good. Awesome. Okay. Okay, thank you. Bye. Uh -huh. Bye.